What is up, Lit and Lucid Podcast fans? Welcome back to season 15 of the show. We appreciate you guys hanging around with us this long. Uh, this marks our fourth year entering the podcast. And so with that, we kind of wanted to take it back to our roots and and talk about something that was close to home. Yeah. So this season, you guys, it is called the Homegrown Series Made in Colorado. Jared and I are both Colorado natives. We've been born and raised here in Colorado and have really watched this industry grow. And so what we thought would be great is to just talk to some local Colorado companies about their stories, share their stories about how they got started and how they've emerged into this industry and really taken root here, as well as expanded into some other states. Yeah, we realized through a lot of the conversations we have that a lot of you know, what is starting to happen in other states happened and started right here in Colorado. You know, Colorado was one of the first states to have regulated, you know, medical marijuana and recreational cannabis in uh, 2012 that got passed. And so a lot of these other companies that we're starting to see in other states got to start here. And so that's what we wanted to do is just showcase, you know, the the, the progress that Colorado has made uh, throughout the years to be a leader in this cannabis industry and to put its best foot forward and uh, to build a robust, professional, sure framework that other states can follow and we truly believe that that has happened. And so before it blows up and becomes, you know, a national industry and, and we all kind of forget about, you know, where it started, we just wanted to to put together the stories and share the stories of uh, the hard work that people have put in over the years before we had a lot of the, you know, the resources that are available now to cannabis businesses. You know, a lot of these individuals had to literally start from scratch and, and figure stuff out on their own. And, and that took a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of sweat. Um, you know, and a lot of stress really. So we wanted to, uh, you know, reward those people and, and showcase the story and, and give them, you know, the well-deserved kudos that they need. So uh, we're happy to have you along this journey and we, we hope you uh, certainly enjoy the uh, the season we've put together for you. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. You know, it's always fun to talk to some other local folks, especially here on the podcast, since we do talk to people all over the United States and Canada. So this is really fun just to bring it back to our roots. Uh, you guys stay tuned. There's going to be lots of cool Colorado brands as well as some ancillary businesses that have really helped shape the industry into what it is today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, for the first season opener, you're going to hear from our friends at Veritas. They are a top cultivator here in Colorado. Uh, so stay tuned. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host Lit. And I'm your host Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy in the, in the lit and lucid, lucid lifestyle. Welcome everybody. You guys, we are in season 15 of the show. This season, we are doing something a little bit different for our listeners. It is called the Lit and Lucid Podcast Homegrown Series, made in Colorado. Jared and I, we are both Colorado natives, and we truly believe the cannabis industry took root here in Colorado. This season, we are focused on Colorado-based businesses that have helped shape the industry into what it is today. 
Stay tuned as we chat with guests from all aspects of the industry, from product manufacturers, cultivators, ancillary businesses, and more. So we have lots of really cool, dope guests lined up, you guys. If you're a listener in Colorado, I think you're really going to enjoy it. If not, I think you're going to learn a lot here about the Colorado industry. That's really just helped shape, you know, everything in all other states as well. So super excited for this season. We really hope you love it. Uh, But today we're starting the season off. Our season opener is John Spadafora. He is the head of marketing and sales with Veritas Fine Cannabis. Since 2014, Veritas has made a name for itself in Colorado as a leading craft cultivator and one of America's first premium cannabis wholesalers. Veritas prides itself on curating the cannabis experience for consumers growing over 90 high-demand strains with a special focus on preserving the terpene profile of each strain. Veritas has also created many strategic partnerships over time, including the well-known Cookies brand and most recently Oscar Blues. So with that, we're super excited to kick off our season of Homegrown with you, John. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Exciting show. This is a congratulations to you on the milestone. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, back at you, you know, we're, we're stoked to have you on at 150 and to basically lead the charge into this, you know, the Homegrown series. And, and we're super stoked, you know, being Colorado natives. It's always fun to talk to where it all starts, you know, and another cultivator where essentially this whole cannabis industry or any form of cannabis takes root, you know, no pun intended. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know also we're going to discuss a little bit about your background with Veritas and and a little bit more about, you know, what Veritas is doing in the, in the cannabis industry and how it's really became a leader. But let's just start and kind of break the ice with a little bit more about you, John. Tell us how your background uh, kind of led you to cannabis. Sure. So um, it was a it was a very kind of roundabout route. Um, I spent 15 years running bars and nightclubs in casinos and resort towns around the country. Um, ended up moving back to Colorado in 2014 for some health issues for my daughter. Um, and coming back, I met a old college friend of mine who had just recently become involved with what was going to become Veritas. And after meeting with him and, and talking to him at that point, I was kind of surprised that there were no brands on the flower side of things because you came in as a consumer and it was kind of like uh, every every store had something different. And based on who the producer was, it would affect me differently. So um, eventually they asked me to come join the team and to get involved on the marketing branding side. So that's what we've done. And that's been I've been here since 2015 now. So it's been a while. It's been great. That's cool. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your background. I know you work with some pretty, you know, exciting entertainment and hospitality companies, you know, all over. So tell us a little bit more about that experience and how it kind of shifted into helping you, you know, working in your job in cannabis. Yeah, I was fortunate. Um, I started my career really on the East Coast. I was at the Borgata, if you're familiar with casinos in New Jersey. Um, very high-end property and really learned a lot about customer service, but a lot about really a lot, we worked with a lot of great brands and Borgata had a focus on attainable luxury. So I really spent a lot of time learning about how you build a brand that speaks to a lot of different people uh, and, and maintains a, a certain level of distinction. Um, as I went through that process, I moved to Vegas. I ran some nightclubs in Vegas for a while and worked with some of the largest supplier brands in the country, um, doing product launches for Patron, doing uh, hosting, you know, this, I've done the swimsuit. Sports Illustrated swimsuit party. I've done all kinds of like kind of cool big style production events. Yeah. Um, and was fortunate to work with, you know, with some great talent and entertainment and really kind of learn how to, how to manage that, but also work with really supportive brands who helped us to be more successful as a venue. 
I then I left working the nightclubs and I started a consulting company. I did some work for some really cool brands around this, the, the country. Um, I did venue development for Virgin Hotels. So we would go to a new city where Virgin was going to build a hotel and work on trying to find an elevated nightlife concept that would have built to that market. Uh, that was cool. Got to do some work with Vail Resorts. That was super fun. We did a, um, a nightclub on top of Vail Mountain. Nice. So it was a gondola served nightclub that, that was... Uh, at night in the middle of winter. And of course, like the first night we did, it was negative 15 and snowing, oh but it was wild. <laughs> and we would bring in, it was really cool. We'd bring in like nightclub furniture and a full sound system and bring in world-class DJs. And we would throw a party in the middle of the mountain. That was pretty cool. Um, so I was very fortunate. You know, I got to be a part of some really cool experiences. I learned about building connection through experiences. And uh, I really kind of tried to focus a lot of what we've done with our brands in that same way, both trying to connect with the consumer and also with the dispensary and the and the bud tenders. And I think that's what, like the most important part of the value chain is just being part of that community so that, um, you know, you're local and homegrown and people feel connected to the brand and you can hear what's going good and you can hear what's going bad and fix it. So that's that's if I took anything from that that experience, that's what it was. You know, it was just so cool to be part of these, watching the, the people's face when they were truly in an exceptional experience. It was always just a really cool thing that, that I enjoyed. Yeah. No, I think one thing that really resonated with me throughout, you know, your whole conversation there was just fun. You know, a lot, a lot of, it sounds like you've had a lot of fun in your career and, you know, that's a lot to be said. And, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's cool because I feel like I've been able to watch, you know, the transition of Veritas too, from the beginning to where it's at now. And I have to say that Veritas is fun. It's, you know, you guys are very like much involved in the, in the market. I know, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about a couple of collaborations you guys have done later on in the show, but, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit more about Veritas from 2014 till now and really kind of what you guys stand for and what you guys do, because it really has kind of came out of the market. And, and I do think that you guys have solved the problem of, you know, the, the, the one thing you recognized early on in the show was that there's not a lot of branded, you know, cannabis products. And that's something that Lucy and I have discussed in the show before in other states, uh, cultivators are really big. You know, there's even like the cultivator's name on the package and stuff. And that's one thing we noted in Colorado. It's a little bit lagging in the area where, uh, you know, there's not a lot of like branded flower places besides there's a handful really, but it's not like, not like the concentrate market, I guess, or, or like the edible market or something where there's very well-established brands. Uh, the cultivator is kind of following behind a little bit. Yeah. It was interesting. You know, it's funny when I moved here, that's what struck me the most is going around. And I think it was because Colorado grew up from this very early on in cannabis movement where it was out of this big jar and, and part of Colorado felt that if you didn't, if you couldn't see it and participate with the, the, the selection of your eighth, then something was trying to be hidden. So we had to really work on installing confidence that we're going to, you know, we're doing the right thing. These are, we're not hiding anything. This is a prime product and then we're treated it right. And it's, um, and that was certainly a barrier to overcome. I, I remember when we first decided that we wanted to call ourselves Veritas, even before we were packaging it, we went to the store we were selling with. We had great relationships with a lot of retailers um, who we always were able to charge top dollar and they, they really appreciate the quality. They, uh, a couple of them really pushed back and they're like, no one cares who grew it. And we actually pulled the flower out of a couple of locations at that time and had to take the flyer. And I, I think, you know, my partner, Mike, uh, who's the founder of the company, he, did a couple of things really well. One is it's always been about quality here. It's never been about anything, you know, have fun, make money, but do it in a way that we're, we're supporting the plan. We're supporting the product and putting out something we're proud of. And we've never sacrificed that. So my job as the guy that tells the story, is easy because it's like, it always is really good. We, we work really hard <laughs> yeah. and we take it really seriously. Um, 
But as we started going around to the retailers, we struggled with that. And, and then we wanted to go into prepackaging. We got everyone to carry it by name and that was working. Uh, but even that point, you know, as a consumer, they would take it home and be in a dram and it probably wasn't sealed right. It would dry out quick. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily form that type of connection. So we started doing a lot of kind of in-person events, pop-ups and, and bud tender events and stuff. Um, but really wanted to get towards packaging because we felt once we put our name on it and customers were able to look at that, we were getting credit for what we were doing, but we were also accountable for what we were doing. Yeah. And so it kind of flows both ways. Um, and so that was actually why we looked towards uh, getting involved with cookies originally. We knew that that was a brand that stores would want to carry with the mark on it. And so we knew that we could say, hey, if you're going to do, you're going to carry that in a package, you need to also carry this in a package. And if it doesn't work, we'll go back the other way. And we were, so we had a goal that we wanted all, all products to be distributed packaged. By the end of 2020, we launched cookies in early May. And I think we were shipping everything packaged by August, which is really awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And now we love going through it. It's one of my favorite things in my office here. You know, I, I've got stuff that other people grow. Like, it's like, I love going in and knowing, like getting familiar with other, other growers and you can see it. It's like, you can, it's kind of like craft beer, right? It's, yeah. it's everyone's taking a little path and some people are good at this and some people are good at that. And I just think it's such a cool thing to watch this industry grow up like that. So I appreciate that you called that out. We worked really hard for that. So I, I appreciate that, that wasn't for not. Yeah, no, I mean, it's important. I mean, as Jared mentioned, like that's something we talk about a lot with cultivators, you know, especially as a wholesaler, right? Like you just sell your weed to the dispensary and the, you will even ask them, you know, where did this come from? And the bud tender's like, I have no idea. Like it's just some weed, you know, and that sucks because, you know, these farmers put a lot of effort and time into their product. And you at least want to know, you know, when you go and ask for a specific type of product, you can get that. And so I think that that's like a huge feat that you guys came over, overcame that you can actually have your packaged goods in the dispensaries. That's awesome. I mean, I can only think of maybe a couple like Willie's off the top of my head where you can actually buy the flower from, you know, the brand and you know where it came from. So oh. that's cool. Yeah, it was funny, you know, and I have, you know, background at wholesale too. And so I was familiar with the licensing uh, service with the Colorado State. So what I would do is anytime we'd get weed, I'd go look up the, you know, the 403R number and find yeah. out like who grew it. So I knew, and, and I always told Lucy, you know, I almost need to like start a website so people can go and like input the 403R number and then find out who grew it because nobody really knows. And, and the bud tenders didn't really know. And, and I was just curious because it would be good to know when you got a good strain, like sometimes you want to shout out the grower and give them some love. Sure. And, and sometimes you find a strain and you really love it and you can't find it again at the dispensary or something. And you're like, shoot, you know, I want to like hit these guys up and be like, do you have an email sign up or something where you guys make a drop? And, and so it is good to see a company like yourself um, basically put yourself out there. Cause I did like how you talked about how anytime you are prepackaging it, you're now responsible for it. It's not that <laughs> they're not going to go back to the dispensary now and, and, you know, write them a bad review. It's going to be, it might come back on you guys. But, but the flip side of that too, is also that if you guys are focusing on high quality, and like I just said, if you do produce a good product, you guys do provide an avenue to the end consumer where they can start building that trust really. And that's all consumers really want is a repeat, you know, uh, a very, um, like repeatable experience, I guess, from a product, especially something yeah. like cannabis. And so if they can start finding these brands that they resonate with or these strains they resonate with, they want more of it. They want that consistency. And, and, and you guys really stepped up to the plate and provided that. Well, thank you. No, and I, I, I think the person who ultimately wins here is the consumer because it, like you said, there's this, you get to, in the, the example you use, if you find something fire, a lot of times that's because of the heart and soul that goes into it. You know, my favorite thing to do so walk through our garden and just like 
see the passion that like our garden team is phenomenal and they really, you know, they care every bit as much as anyone else about how great the presentation that comes to you. So by packaging, it gives us the ability to, to control, you know, and now we've, we found, uh, we line our jars with something we call turf preservation paper. And it's, the idea is we select our genetics very carefully based on what we think the terpene profiles are. And our grow style has been been engineered that we think we're maximizing the terpene content of the flower and then post-production is made to preserve it. And then, the, and then even on the post, after we ship it, you know, if you go to our website, we have a wheel that will try and direct you towards the strain based on what you want. And that's all tied back to what the terps and slivet are. So the idea is these terps are what's driving that experience. And we put so much time and energy in the gardens, put so much love into these, these jars that, you know, it's, it's a source of pride for them. And it's also a reminder to all of us when there's a, believe me, if there's a seed in there, I'll hear about it and we'll make it right. But it's like, we're responsible for it. So we like that. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, I don't know, I can only imagine, you know, what your cultivation looks like, but just looking at your website, like that strain guide and that <laughs> library, like that was, that was so extensive. And somebody obviously put a lot of time and effort into that. And like you said, like pulling up the terpene profiles and really honing in and creating an experience for consumers. And I think that that's something, you know, the industry needs more of, you know, like we need more educated consumers, people being able to, you know, figure out and hone in specifically on what terpenes work for them and then being able to go to the dispensary and ask for that. So I think yep. what you guys are doing on the education side as well is like top notch. Well, thank you. And it, it's a village. I mean, we've got a phenomenal team that, you know, you, you talk about the work that goes into that website. Um, that website was the result of in one year, we lost three different Instagram accounts that had a combined 100,000 followers. Wow. And that was our primary voice for speaking to our customer. So we said, okay, well, we really need to spend some time investing in something that we can't get taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And you know, the team that, that runs the, the marketing side of things, they're amazing. And they, it, what's great about it. And you talk about all that level of detail is you, you can sit out there in the pit and it's not even work. Like they're just doing it because they care very much. They're, they're, <laughs> I would a turp test come back super crazy. So that's what makes it so fun. You know, like everyone's just really into the, the work right now. I can see that. Well, let's kind of transition, you know, to some other fun stuff you guys are doing. You guys aren't just stopping with producing your own flower and not really stopping with, you know, uh, you know, accentuating these strains in your in your library and stuff. So I know uh, you guys have actually recently collaborated with Oscar Blues Brewery and are producing some some IPAs. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, this is a really cool one. Um, so we brought, were lucky enough to welcome a new partner to the team uh, last May and that, or I'm sorry, March. Uh, so Dale Contestius, the gentleman who started Oscar Blues Brewery, kind of liked our story, felt there were a lot of parallels between what our intentions are and, and how our brand is operating and what he had seen in the past. Um, so he joined the team and it's been really cool to have him as a sounding board as we kind of deal with, okay, I'm seeing this in the market. What, what do you think this means? Because he's navigated a lot of those waters in it that were uncharted back in the day. Uh, there's also been some really cool kind of collaboration opportunities. So he introduces the team from the brewery, just brought him in. They like, we take a tour of the grow. And um, in that conversation, our head grower, uh, it really hit it off with their master brewer. And one of the things that, that came through it and we, is that there's both hops and cannabis contain terps. And they started talking about it and they were both really into it. And after the conversation, um, Andrew calls me and he's like, what do you think if, uh, do you think they ever maybe want to brew a beer like to match a, a string? <laughs> so we called him and we pitched it and they thought it was a great idea. You know, Oscar Blues has had a pretty cannabis forward voice. Uh, they've had some lines that celebrated cannabis. There was the uh, they, they'll put a hole in the can that shows you where you should cut it out if you want to use it for a pipe back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh man. So 
you know, it really fit from a cultural standpoint. And uh, as they worked through it, we went and, and reviewed turp tests from all the strains we use. And they found that there were a couple strains that really closely mimicked um, some hops that they were big fans of. Hmm. So the teams got together, they worked up a, a brew. It's been available in all of their tap rooms since November as an experimental project. Um, it's gotten great reviews. And so this month we launched uh, that strain. So there's only one strain right now in the collection. There may be more down the road um, with a special packaging. So it's meant to steer people towards that same packaging on the can of beer line. And then later this spring, we'll be launching it on a nationwide basis. So the Oscar Blues cans will be out there with our branding kind of telling that story because we think it's important. You know, at the end of the day, what gives both of these amazing products their unique characteristics is terpenes. And that's one an important ingredient and they're related products. And we're excited. Really a lot of fun. You know, I don't know if it'll sell any more weed or beer, but at least it's a fun project. And it's a fun story to work on. And, and like, if I ever thought I was going to be involved with the brewing of beer, like it's a dream. It's awesome. <laughs> right? right. I mean, even just talking about like homegrown, like what's more Colorado than craft beer and cannabis. And yeah, really. the yeah. fact that you guys get to do that nationally now and people can buy it. I mean, that's just going to create more consumer awareness. You know, people, you know, in other states that aren't aware of cannabis, like maybe it'll get, you know, the brain juice is moving a little bit and they're just going to understand more about it. It. So that's a win too. We think so. I mean, we think there's a huge overlap between people who enjoy beer, specifically microbrew beers, and people who enjoy cannabis. I know I'm certainly a big fan of both of those, and most people we work with are as well. And if it does nothing other than educate people about, you know, that this is more than just, you know, this is this plant's got a lot of elements to it. I think we're all starting to learn that. Then it uh I think if nothing else, it helps to continue the conversation. And that's great for for all of us on the long term. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, I love the the pairing of the terpenes and I love the bit about the master grower and the master brewer basically <laughs> like nerding out over the terpenes. And oh my God, that's it was like, hilarious. We would step back <laughs> and like, my God, these two. Like I, 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 I would have a conversation with them, but they were just speaking, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. craft. That should be like a sitcom at some point. Like I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some cool stuff. We've been we've been taking a lot of videos and we've been taking a lot of captions of the process. And so as that comes closer to launching, we'll be telling that story because okay. it really has been really, it, it's been fun because it's authentic. And for us, when we look at partnerships, that's what we always care about. Like we've never been the group that wants, you know, someone to combine and put their name on the weed. You know, we, when we got involved with cookies, part of the reason that we were sold on that is that burners have big weed guy and he actually cares and he knows what he's talking about and he's involved and you know seeing that and seeing that level of entertainment and quality you know it was like it made sense just kind of fell into place yeah and that's what's so exciting is that you guys grow cookies i mean i know for the first couple of weeks like the lines were around the corner like you couldn't even get in and people you know are paying premium dollar for an eighth and uh, Jared and I haven't got to try it yet, sadly, but I mean, it's all the rage. I can tell you that like, it's totally a hype product here in Colorado. So like the fact that you guys get to grow that, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, how did it, how did it come about? Was it something that, you know, you guys knew he was coming or looking or was it just a, you know, it just kind of fell into your lap or did you guys have to it reach a, out to him? No, it was a right place, right time. I mean, I think there, it, most things in life are relationship based and this, mm-hmm. this one was as well. Um, they were looking for a Colorado partner. They wanted to, they had Colorado as a, as a spot that they really want to expand to. And they had approached some different companies. And one of the companies that they approached um, had been a partner of ours that we had sold trim to for a long time. And they were a big fan of our trim because of the ter- content of the trim and that allowed them to make some different products. And um, so they turned us onto the team. And, and after, I would say a pretty quick dance on both sides, you know, they came out to make sure that we knew what we were doing. And then, 
we went to California to check out their operation, kind of understand more about who they were. And it just seemed to make sense. It was a very quick kind of spin up, um, but it was all, it's all relationship based, right? Like you've got to do the right thing by people. You got to take care of them. You got to be honest and all these things matter. And uh, it was a, a, an instance of, I think all those things lining up and, and good partners being put together as a result of it. Yeah, I think that's cool. You know, and that's one thing that's really resonating with your story now. And I think you said something earlier with you even like to try other people's uh, grows and like go visit them and try their flower and stuff. And and that's one thing that we've talked about before is there needs to be more collaboration. It's even in Colorado when I was first in the industry and at, at a cultivation, it seemed so shut down that you couldn't even go and talk to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And there's all these things that everybody had questions about and, we're, and none of us really kind of knew what we were doing. It's we we're all kind of yeah. leading the charge together. And so it's good to see now that this collaboration is coming back into the industry and this, the people are forming these relationships, even the gentleman from Oscar blues of coming over and kind of offering some insight. And I think that's really what sets companies apart is when they're not afraid to ask for help and, and to kind of collaborate and, and bring stuff from other places. And even you bringing your experience from the entertainment industry and the fun and, and kind of, generating excitement and stuff around a product. I mean, it absolutely shows through Veritas and and your products and the way you guys present yourself. And so it really, you know, it takes a village to raise the cannabis company. And, and and you guys are really like a great example of of just that. Well, thank you for that. We, we work, we appreciate it. We take it very seriously. You know, Mike and I talk frequently that, you know, our jobs have evolved and we're here now to make sure we keep creating opportunity for our team because we've been very lucky that we've been able, our, our, at every position across this company, we've got just people who are not only great at what they do, and, and we've been able to form something where they can focus on their craft, but they also, you know, care about the plant. They care about doing it right, and that's true across all the companies. We're excited. I think collaboration is going to come. I think it needs to. You know, like you said, half the problems we we encounter I've never seen before. I don't like. And then you're in a room with a whiteboard, like, okay, this is what I think we should do. And so, the more that we can collaborate together, I mean. But I think we're starting to learn that there's there's enough business for all of us mm-hmm. and the customer wins when we kind of work together on certain things. And there's stuff that's unique and there should be and that will always be that way. But if we can help other, then that's a great thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. Well, speaking of opportunity, do you guys have any cool plans for the future for Veritas? We've got all kinds of fun stuff <laughs> going on. Um, let me see. The next project, we've got a couple of pheno hunts coming back up. Uh, we do a pheno hunt every so often. Um, when the garden is, is going down strain development, we get to the end and there's multiple that we like, and we're not quite sure what to do with them. So, uh, we put them out on the market. We'll sell them is just three, one gram jars and ask for people's feedback. We're super excited. We got nice. another one of those coming around. Those are always fun. And we get a lot of really interesting feedback from the process. And it's cool to let people see what goes into selecting a commercial weed strain. Yeah, like right. it's got to taste good. It's got to smell good. It's got to do all these different things. Um, and that usually happens completely behind the scenes. So we're excited about that. Uh, you know, the Oscar Blues collaboration is pretty big and, and it's going to have some fun stuff to it. Um, we're getting, we've always been involved in art and music and we're getting more so into that. So actually this Friday, we are the, uh, one of the sponsors of Winter on the Rocks. So we're going to go hang out at Red Rocks with some artists and, you know, it's, it, it's really just about finding ways that I think we can keep connecting with the community and find, doing stuff that people care about and having fun while we do it. Yeah. Having I, fun, man. I saw you guys also have like a ski collaboration, like yeah, yeah. Atlantic. Right. So every year we do, um, we love Icelandic. I'm a big skier. Everyone around here loves skiing and Icelandic puts out, in my opinion, the best skis in Colorado. I think they just do a great job. Um, a couple of years ago, we started it. We do a, a run of custom skis and then we 
sell some of them on the website and we give some away to bud tenders to hit sales goals or things like this. Um, but we, most of them go towards the, the customer base. So we give away a pair every Friday. So every product we sell has got a code on it and it's a pool that, that grows and grows and grows. So, uh, if you win one week, you get pulled out, but if you don't, you get to keep throwing your name in and it's just a fun way to kind of make it a little different. So this year's yeah. skis, uh, we always work with the local artists. This year's skis were done by a girl, Morgan Mandala. Um, phenomenal artist out of Boulder. She's an absolute sweetheart to work with. Uh, she's actually going to be doing live painting for us at Red Rocks. So alongside oh, cool. the show, she'll be doing a, a cool. painting that will be given away. That's awesome. No, this is but like, it's so fun. And that's like, yeah. you know, it's just collaboration. Like it's like you go through and you work with the Icelandic people are amazing. They're such a fun group of people. They like just love what they're doing. And it's like, we all get better by working with them. It's so much fun. We look forward to that every year. Yeah, no, I mean, this is cool. I mean, I came in expecting just to talk about flower and cannabis and like these collaborations you guys are doing is almost more fun to talk about because you don't see that. And I think that is ultimately what really sets a brand and a company apart are these integral part, like integrating with the community, like you said, and, and being a part of the community. I mean, what more Colorado thing to do besides like smoke some weed and go ski? I don't know. I mean, right. even like drink a beer too. And go to Red Rocks. <laughs> go to Red Rocks. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and that's, I think that if you, if you think about it, cannabis, we've always said, you know, it elevates the best times. And I, yeah. I really believe that's true. Like if you, if you can figure out what the right strain is for you at the right time, you want to sleep, you sleep. If you want to be excited at Red Rocks, you be excited. And like, that's, I think what any brand should do, just inter- integrate. And for us, it's easy because it is all about the flower and the quality. It always starts there for us and it ends there. And it's like, everything has to keep pace with that. And that's something that we talk about on the marketing side. Look, we're going to do a collaboration that has to be as good as what the garden's going to give us because that's the expectation. If we're going to um, put something out, it has to be as well quality controls our front of house team does. Like we trim everything by hand and this team crushes it and they do everything by hand. And so, you know, whether it's a design we put out or an Instagram post, we try and take that same level of professionalism because it's, it's like important, you know? Yeah. No, it's like, it's, it's thoughtful. And I think that's what people like, you know, just like when, you know, you talked about Vail Resorts and setting up a nightclub. I mean, people are going for the experience. It's unique. It's different. It's like something that 10 years down the road, they're going to be like, guess what I did 10 years ago, you know? And I think that's yeah. what you guys are creating with this cannabis. It's not just people are going to go home and, and smoke some weed. It's, they're going to have like a really nice experience with a jar with uh, going to your website or, or going even in the store and having the bud tenders excited about the product or excited about, you know, oh, let me show you these five strains that you might mm-hmm. like. And just that excitement. It's just like the master brewer and, and your grower just like geeking out over this stuff. Like that's what it should be about. People should be excited about smoking flour and, and about the different qualities of the flour and the different attributes. And uh, it's cool to see you guys focusing on that because then you guys kind of help keep that alive and keep that, you know, that the essence with the plant. Well, you know what we think is so cool to it, and it really has been our experience so far here that as the market matures, more people understand that, and that that all becomes more important. Mm-hmm. So it's like as you look at the cannabis market, which you, one thing you know they're going to do is get older and smarter, right? Like yeah. the more more times people can buy legal weed, the more they're going to understand what they want. And so you know, we think that the way that we're approaching this is how it's going to work. You know, as every market matures, and I think that I love seeing these other great products and people push us, and that's like fun. That that's what it should be. And, you know, at the end of the day, just like the packaging, I think that who's ultimately winning here is the consumer, which is mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that was one of our final questions. You know, like what is your insight on the market specifically for flower consumers? Yeah, I think you're going to. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you from our pace right now, the amount of new strains that people are putting out is just, it's, it's a blur. And I think that's amazing. And you're going to continue to see a lot of 
exciting new flavors come to market. You're going to see a lot of exciting new breeders come out, which is great. Um, you know, we hope that you're going to see a movement of the conversation to focus on the importance of terpenes as opposed to the importance of THC. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that both are part of it, but at the end of the day, you know, the terpenes are the steering wheel that drives the car as opposed to the gas pedal that makes you go far. And it's like, yeah. that's going to help. I think that the market mature and just continue to get better. And, and I think they're going to continue to hold us and, and the other companies accountable for giving them good stuff. You know, they're going to show up and buy the stuff that they like and they're not the stuff that they don't because they have choice. And we think that's phenomenal. Like that's going to keep us on our toes. Yeah, I think that's what's cool. And really what I'm hearing is that, you know, you guys are consumer driven, which is the best place to be as a company. And then two, you guys are also prepared to to navigate and be flexible in the future if consumers do demand different things. Like it sounds like you guys are going to be there to support that. Oh, we're so excited. So Veritas is our flower brand. We also, um, Oleo is our concentrate brand. Mm-hmm. And on the Oleo side, we're, you know, I was in an R&D meeting earlier today where we're going through um, uh, our new edible product we've been launching. And it's an actual strain-specific rosin product that's nice. incredibly clean inputs and, and you know, a live rosin product made from frozen plants, not trim. So it's like just really exciting. I think we're taking this approach on all in, in every one of these. It's just understand what, what we our approach is and what we like and find ways to expose more people to that because that's great. Cannabis is awesome. Right. Yeah. We talk about that even just amongst ourselves is how live resin has kind of like taken over the market, even like the vape market. You slowly watched it just take over the vape market. And now it's it's pretty awesome to see that you like you guys are doing it and it's kind of becoming like this new fad in the industry to put it in like edibles. And so we're excited. Yeah. I have not even tried a live product in an edible yet, but just that alone. Well, that there's ex- not a lot of them out there yet. There's not. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's just cool, cool that you guys, somebody's like that far ahead to where you guys are. I think it's absolutely going to enhance the experience without a doubt. And, and just, it's just, it's cool to see the market, I guess, keep shifting and keep adapting, keep changing to consumers demands or really it's like the, the, the palette that people want. It's, they want flavor, you know, and it's cool. Well, and that's, what's so cool about a legal marketplace, right? Cause we can actually see and learn. Like mm-hmm. we actually know what people want. We can talk to them and hear and make changes and see other people doing it too. And it just gets better and better every year. I think that the offering gets better. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure everybody is just like dying to know where they can find this fireweed. So like, how can they find <laughs> Veritas? So if you go to VeritasCannabis.com, um, we've got a very, I think everyone's got a find me function. Ours is a little bit unique and we're pretty proud of the fact that it ties to our drop list. So you can actually search by strain and be like, oh, I really want some cherry diesel. Where can I get that? And you can put in an address and they'll give you the closest locations that have that. Or you could search closest to you. Um, but we are currently in about 240 stores around the state. So pretty widely distributed. Um, some of the bigger chains, a lot of the really cool heady shops, like we're kind of a wide distribution. So uh, veritascannabis.com is the best place to find that for sure. That's awesome. I love that you guys have the drop list too, because right. I don't know how many times we've like <laughs> called dispensaries and we're like, oh, we don't have it or we might have it or we don't know. And that sucks. Like you're like, I'm just trying to find this weed. Like it's. It's annoying. So that's cool you do question, that. You know, that, that was born out of just Instagram. Like the number one question we got forever on Instagram, you put something up and it was like, where can I get that? Where can I get that? Where is that? And so it was like, okay, good. People like it. We should certainly, you know, pair the person who wants it with the place they can get it. It seems yeah. like everyone's going to be better in that transaction. So yeah, it's that thing to do though. But, you know, the, every store's got a different menu service, but I think we've gotten to a good place and, and yeah, it's, like it's, I think that's the kind of thing everyone should do. Like yeah. I want to find the stuff I want to get, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's Give what I what said. They want. Yeah. The start of the show is like so difficult to like find the good weed that you like. You're like, shit, I'm, I just had like the best strain ever and I'm never going to find it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like you guys are well, definitely. Solid. That for you. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, on, on that note, I think you guys have done a really good job of just catering to the consumer and just being a, a reputable company and caring about your product and then also caring about basically forward looking of, of you know, what's the industry going to bring. And so uh, kudos to you guys for being on top of it and, and having you know, the thoughtfulness and, and the detail that you guys do. Thank you. No, like I said, it takes a village and it's, it's a lot of people working hard and it's a lot of feedback from you. If customers didn't take the time to give us feedback, as, as silly as that sounds like, <laughs> we're so grateful for it because if we didn't get it, we wouldn't know. And we take it really seriously. So it's uh, I appreciate that you, you see that and, and we're excited to do more of it. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I'm glad we started this season with this episode, right? I mean, it all starts with the cultivation. Yeah. If we don't have a flower, like right? we don't have anything. So kudos to you guys, like starting from the ground up. You guys have totally built something really amazing since 2014. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, where you guys are going to go in the future. But we do have one final question for you, John. Uh, we wanted to provide all of our listeners a little bit more insight into Colorado from our guest perspective. And, you know, what goes better with weed than food? Uh, so what no, is thanks. your favorite uh, Colorado restaurant to eat at? Yeah, that's the tough. That's the tough one because I am a huge food person. I worked in <laughs> entertainment and hospitality for so long that, like, I certainly can eat. And now that I smoke weed all day, every day, I eat <laughs> yeah. more. Um, but, you know, one thing I love about I, I love how the culinary scene here just blowing up so it feels like in the last like five six years like there's so many different great options it's right. tough to pick i would say my go-to right now um it's a tough call because it really depends on what the case is my go-to right now is probably anything by the culinary creative group you know i'm a big fan go. of uh senior bear i'm a big fan of bardo um and we've done some cool stuff with them as a brand so i think that's probably why they come to mind so quick but i think that you know, every one of their restaurants is so incredibly different and just killer. Yeah. Like, and especially if you go roast a joint before you go in and go to Senior <laughs> Bear, it's a really good way to have a phenomenal evening. So awesome. I'll say Senior Bear. Senior Bear is my spot. All right. There you go. That's what's up. Get a Veritas joint and go to Senior Bear and you're going to be set. I don't know. I'm like, I'm going even... to be a happy person. <laughs> I don't know what I want more now, weed or food. <laughs> Both. <laughs> All right, John. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us and kicking off this season on a high note. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It was good to talk to you guys. If you ever get a chance and you want to see the grow, please let me know. I'd love to share it with you and give you a tour. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'll come by. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right you guys, guys. With that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters.